It's time for another weird-ass game. I am your host, Jesse. Uh, today we have with me Seth. The boys are back in town! <laughs> we're back again. Uh, and today we're discussing one that I just randomly found one day on the Steam page. <laughs> and it, I just added it to the list, and I was like, okay... This is weird, and I looked up some videos of it, and it's very popular on streaming and Twitch, and it's just absolutely fucking weird. <laughs> We're talking about I Am Bread from Bossa Studios. So, Seth, um, I want to start out with reading you some of the uh, the review scores for this game. Oh, God, please. I didn't look at any of that. <laughs> uh, PC, 60 out of 100. Xbox One, 59 out of 100. Uh, iOS, 58 out of 100. PS4, 51 out of 100. Do you think that's accurate? Um, I think your mileage may vary. <laughs> it's Hardcore Gamer, 2 out of 5. Uh, that's, that's harsh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, basically the premise of I Am Bread, you play a sentient slice of bread. And you essentially... There's a backstory with uh, a person. You're you're with a guy named Mr. Merton, uh, who is a therapy patient, and he thinks that the bread in his apartment has become sentient and is causing chaos around his apartment. <laughs> and uh, all of this is kind of off screen. Your job is just to get from one end of a room to another with these really horrible clunky controls. But there's this whole big story in the background where you you push this piece of bread through a, to a gas station and blow it up <laughs> and you try to get into the toaster oven you wreck a tv with a bowling ball <laughs> it's well, i want to know how many mushrooms they were taking when they came up with this idea yeah um I, the 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 synopsis being you play bread and your goal is to get toasted um, <laughs> that's just writing 101. It just feels like somebody dropped in a placeholder and then forgot to change it out later and then sent it to the software developers and they were like, oh, so you're bread. Okay. Yeah, and just, it's, this is uh, one of those games where the point of the game is to have horrible, clunky controls. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think the most obvious example of that is Quop. I was going to bring up Quop, Yep. <laughs> Quop mm, is one of those. Uh, there's a bunch of other games that have horrible, horrible controls where you mainly just use the shoulder stick, the shoulder buttons to uh, move the character or move your avatar around. I, it's. I think it might be worth um, going over what some of these other games are as we bring them up because a lot of them are kind of lesser known. Um, yeah. So like Quop, for instance. What's the premise of Quop? Uh, you try to run down a track and you control the legs of the runner. And only his legs. And only his legs. The point is to get from one end of the sprinting track to the other. Yep. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so um, I I don't know if there's a term for these. I call them frustration simulators. Um, yeah. <laughs> where the, the point of the game is to actively work against your inputs. And yes. I personally love these kinds of games. Yes, yes. Uh, the example of uh, a lot of those simulator-type games, we were talking about Surgeon Simulator off-air yep. just now. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Goat Simulator as well. Absolutely. Uh, um, basically, every simulator game. <laughs> did you ever play Getting Over It? Oh, God, that game is so hard. 
<laughs> that game actively pissed me off as I was playing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so f- for those listening, Getting Over It is a game where you play a naked man sitting in a cauldron and you use yeah. a sledgehammer to climb things. Yeah. Uh, getting Over It with Ben Foddy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the entire way up your your little path, you're getting this little narration telling you how you should continue to continue to pursue your goal but even if you fall it's okay to get back up meanwhile you fall all the way all the way back to the bottom of the level yes yes <laughs> yes if you want a good uh, a good uh, bit of entertainment go look up markiplier on youtube and look up his uh, streams are for getting over it i've never seen a man scream so much in my life <laughs> <laughs> he throws his chair across the room he fucking gives up <laughs> Oh yeah, Donkey yeah. Donkey has a great getting over it video as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing I wanted to get into with this game is that the the premise is pretty simple. Basically, you're just meant to get from one end of a room to another and basically toast yourself. Yep. That's it. That's the whole goal. But the game is actively fighting against you. Oh yeah. Th- and I said off air, this isn't a game you would want you would want to play alone and. <laughs> It's a game you have for streaming and Twitch. You play it with a crowd. You play it with your friends, and you just have a good time. You just get shit faced and just, just fuck around and just try to get this bread over to the to, to the toaster. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, look at the look at the poster image for this thing on Wikipedia. It's the bread standing in front of an explosion. It's like it. It looks like an action movie. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. And and the like the physics of other objects are frustrating. Like you're a piece of bread that just impacting a plate will shatter the plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. But other objects do have certain weight in the world. Like I mentioned the bowling ball yeah. that you have to drop onto the TV. Like that it has the weight of a bowling ball. Yeah. So yeah, this was made using the Unity engine, which is a uh free downloadable uh game engine that you can just use to make any game you want. Yeah. Uh, lots of games have used this over the years. Um, I think uh, there was a game called Strafe a few years ago, which is pretty good. Not great, but it's pretty good. Uh, very simple textures, very simple design. Um, anyone can use it. It's very simple. It's you know, it's easy to work with. There's been a lot of games that have used it for scams <laughs> over the years. Oh, uh, sure. I think there was a game called Starforge, which was a scam, a straight-up scam. Uh, got dumped onto the Steam page, and it was a straight-up scam because the game wasn't done. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think they pulled it. Um, but yeah, uh, this one, this is clearly a finished game. It looks great. It's got some, you know, quirky music, although it does get very repetitive after a while. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. This is one where I'm like, yeah, just turn off the music after a certain point, put on a podcast or your own music because, (laughs) you know, but yeah. What was your experience playing this oh, the first time? So um, I, I had played this uh, a while back. I'd totally forgotten about it um, until you brought it up. Um, so I I love to play these kinds of games. There's another one called Gang Beast, which is basically what if Smash Brothers was frustrating? <laughs> Isn't Smash Brothers kind of already frustrating if you're playing against really good players? Yes, uh, that is 100% true. Well, And isn't that kind of the point of these kind of games is like you get a bunch of friends around and you get shit-faced and there's no skill barrier entry? Like, yeah. if you play Mario Kart with people that are good at Mario Kart, you're never going to win. Yeah, exactly. Whereas if you're passing the controller playing Gang Beast or I Am Bread, everyone's just kind of bad because that's the point. <laughs> Yeah, the point of the game is that 
no one's really going to be very good at this right. because the game is intentionally fighting against your input. Exactly. Yeah. So, so my experience was, um, I s- sat down to play it, not remembering what kind of a game it was, and then as soon as the first level started, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember this," and mm-hmm. uh, I instantly stopped and waited until I could show other people, just because, like you're saying, I. I I was not going to have any fun playing it by myself. I even thought about streaming it on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it's it gets into the uh, the realm of uh, Twitch gaming. Basically, games like this or Fall Guys or uh, Fortnite, you know, like <laughs> anything like that, where it's like a multi, where it's requires a multiple uh, a, a multiplayer experience, or it requires an audience to get the proper experience from it. Right. Like it's, we compare it to like watching a film at home versus watching a film in a theater. Oh yeah. There's more energy in a theater than there is at home. Absolutely. I mean like yeah. the, um, I, I just saw uh fast nine in theaters and like, I, oh. <laughs> I don't know if that would have been as enjoyable if it weren't for all the people actively laughing along with me (laughs) (laughs) was it really that funny huh um Mm. this is not the podcast for this and you can cut this out if you want but um in the in the movie vin diesel blows up a car and then drives it through a crash and then blows the car up again that happens in sequence in the film how (laughs) Well, um, they're basically superhero <laughs> movies, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, 100%, these kind of games are are always going to be the most fun because it, it's almost like um, it's almost like a, a sanity test, right? It's like, how far can you push your mm-hmm. friends before they just totally combust? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're meant to piss you off. They're meant to frustrate you and meant to make you angry. Like, there was a point in this, I think it was the second level, because the first level, you know where your objective is. You're like, okay, there's the toaster across the room. I got to get to that. Yeah. That's fine. There is also a rocket that's up on the top shelf of the cabinet that you can actually get to. And if you nudge it, the rocket turns on and you can just get underneath the uh, the rocket um, booster and you can just light yourself on fire that way. You know, which is the fast way of doing it. Yeah. Um, But the second level, I was like, where do I go? <laughs> Like uh, that's the, that's the thing is that you're looking around through the through the world figuring out okay, what do I need to do to toast myself? <laughs> <laughs> what 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 thing do I need? Because it's not always a toaster oven. There's the one level I think it I think it is level two where you have to get over to the television set. You have to knock a bowling ball onto a TV which lights the TV on fire, and then you can cook yourself on both sides. Right. And there's another level. I think the one after that, you have to go to all the way across the room, and there's an ironing board, and you have to lay yourself on the iron, standing up, then flip yourself over, lay on the other side, and then that finishes the level. But getting over there is a huge pain in the ass. Right. Yeah, because everything has physics, and it's like you can knock the chair over to get up to it. You can jump if you if you fling yourself properly. The physics of the bread are pretty well done. Although the big thing that fucks the game up is the goddamn camera, which pissed me off almost the entire time. Oh man, that camera it like is the middle finger of game cameras. That will it's like a PS2 or a PS1 game where it constantly gets stuck under under tables and corners and you can't see where the hell you're going. <laughs> uh. What level did you have the hardest time on? 
Oh, definitely trying to get to the ironing board. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's one wall where you can't climb across it because there's mold on the wall. Yeah. Basically, the other thing about the game is that you can't just go anywhere. You have to get to your objective while also maintaining your cleanliness, your edible ability <laughs> of, as being bread. <laughs> so you can't just crawl across the floor because it'll get covered in dirt. You can't go across certain walls because they're covered in mold. You need to watch out for things in the environment, things that you might pick up by accident. Right. Uh, there's there's ants on the table sometimes. There's bugs. Uh, so you need to make sure that you can get yourself over to your objective as quickly and cleanly as possible. Yeah. And and the added uh, issue of the grip meter as well. That, that cranks yes. up the tension in some of those areas. Yeah. Totally taken from Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there's also uh, other little levels you can play. You can play as a baguette. You can play as a bagel. You can play as a cracker trying to collect cheese. Yep. It's, yeah. I will say I didn't try all of them because of just, you know, my time and my schedule. Sure. But they all look like they have a different uh, different set of abilities you can, can you can use. Like the cracker, you can flip faster. Yeah. You can move quicker. But the problem is if you flip yourself too fast, you will... Uh, damage yourself, you'll crack yourself in half. And fall apart, yeah, yeah. And fall apart, yeah. So it's, there's new challenges with each different uh, different uh, piece of food you try to play as. Right. The fact that we're talking about this is like you're playing a piece of food. Just what the fuck? <laughs> That's why it's on this show. This, this is why movies like Rubber exist. It's like, just to say oh, that you did it. <laughs> yeah, just to say you did it and you made a movie about a sentient tire. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it feels like one of those student projects where the student was unenthused by the assignment and decided to just get like abstract and absurd with it. That's what the whole yeah. thing feels like. Yeah. What What was the game that came before this from Boss Studios? I want to say Surgeon. Uh, what, what, weren't they doing the? Um, they've done a bunch of the the uh, Surgeon. Oh yeah, they did a yeah they did a bunch of the Surgeon Simulator games. Yeah, yeah, but they did a. Deep Dungeons of Doom, uh, twelve a dozen, Surgeon Simulator. Yeah, they basically it was a lot of the Surgeon Simulator stuff. Yeah, yeah. Have you played I Am Fish? I have not played I Am Fish. Is that like Seaman? Uh, no, it's it's like the unofficial sequel to uh, I Am Bread, and you play as a fish instead. Okay. <laughs> it is, and they they've upped their game. It's like almost Pixar quality, but you're like a little fish in a in a bowl. Um, like a hamster wheel huh. bowl, and so you're trying not to crack your bowl and get around environment. So it's it's kind of like um monkey ball or Katamari Damacy, uh, which we've talked about on the show before. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's like very very similar. But they've the their graphics are as a studio really coming along. Um, hmm. uh, if you go to IamFishGame.com, there's a a trailer that plays that you can just see a, a loop of the gameplay. It is. I played it uh, immediately after I Am Bread just because I was in the mood for uh, frustrating games, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. There's, um... I, I, just, I just had a thought. That reminds me of the uh, the ending of Finding Nemo when they're in the, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the bags and they push themselves across the street and they fall into the ocean and they're just sitting there and they're still stuck in their bags and then one of the fish goes, now what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's essentially that as a game. Huh. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be. I gotta try that now. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> and apparently, I am bread is actually a prequel to Surgeon Simulator. What? Yes. 
Really? These are all a connected. These are a connected universe. On, I love that. I, I, I'm I'm shocked to hear it, but I'm very happy to hear it. What a weird world this all takes place in. <laughs> I mean, why not at that point, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's great. It's great. <laughs> but but uh, what was the most frustrating area of the game for you? The garage is where I got stuck because mm. it. I, I don't know if it wasn't intuitive enough for me or I just wasn't picking up on th- the fact that the lawnmower was going to get hot enough to toast me. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was the one where I like I spent a lot of time just like flipping around the garage trying to figure out how to toast myself. Yeah, that's one negative I'd give the game is that sometimes it's a bit obtuse is what you're supposed to do because I couldn't figure out that you're supposed to knock that bowling ball onto that TV to turn to light the TV on fire electrically. Right. So that way you could toast yourself. I didn't know that. I had to look it up. Yeah. So sometimes there's like, there's points where I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to do? What would be great is if there was a free view mode. Like if you could like separate the camera from your avatar and you could just look around the room. Like, okay, I got to go there. I got to go there. I got to go there. Like plan out your route. Sure. As opposed to just, I make it all the way to one side of the room and realize, oh, I can't progress this way. Got to go back. <laughs> it, it's you may as well just start the level over at that. A hundred, uh, yeah. I did many, many level restarts. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, some obtuse uh, areas of the game, but it still plays well. But it would be nice if there was a little more guidance, you know, like color wise, like leading me down a certain path or like giving you different branching areas that you could go to. Cause you, you can basically go anywhere, just not the floor. Yeah. Yeah. You just it, like the floor is lava. Can't touch it. Right. <laughs> so, Oh, that's, that's another great steam game. Floors lava. Floors lava. <laughs> I haven't played that one. I, I've, I've seen the trailer for it. I have not. Played it's it. pretty great. Yeah. Um, uh, so this leads into, well, something I wanted to discuss, which is the trend of games with really horrible controls. Yes. What's the appeal of them? I, I, I it's a, that's a great question, and I don't think there's one singular answer. To mm-hmm. me, the appeal is um, akin to like trying to get a guitar pick out of a guitar when it falls in. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a hundred it's like 99% frustration but then the successful 1% is like orgasmic very true very true yeah i'll give you that <laughs> but there's also that part of me that's like get like when i was playing getting over it with ben foddy i'm like okay this game is in, it, this game is actively pissing me off <laughs> and yet i keep playing why do i keep playing <laughs> well cuz you can't pause the game you you can't really you can't you can pause it but you can't like I don't think you can stop midway through your run I think you have to you have to finish the whole run yeah and once it like there's no save points <laughs> there's no save points like the, why would someone do this <laughs> why would someone actively torture themselves is it healthier to get your frustrations out in a frustrating game and like you know have that uh, catharsis so you don't take it out on other people because I could see that being a reason to play these. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose that's the case. I mean, it, I think it's a better stress reliever than something like Call of Duty. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, but then I'd never recommend Call of Duty anyway. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it, it's also, I, I think, um, what am I gonna, what am I trying to say here? It's, I was going to say it's like you're all, you're in control all the time of your character, but technically you're not. Yeah. Because <laughs> the game is actively fighting against you. 
But I, I would say you are in control of whether you choose to progress or not. Because if the game is pissing you off, you could just turn it off and turn to something else. Yeah. People continue to play them. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded what the appeal is. I mean, I enjoy them. I play them. I've played Ben, I've played Getting Over It. I've played I Am Bread and I've played several as a Surge of Simulator games. But I always find myself asking, why am I doing this? <laughs> you know, not in a bad way, but I'm like, I could play like anything. Why am I choosing this? <laughs> There's definitely a philosophy within this of like that because that question of like why am I doing this is something that's tough to explore in video games. I'm I'm blanking on what game it was, but there's a certain game where there's an achievement for turning the game off. Like the game <laughs> the game tells you, "Hey, stop wasting your time playing this game, just turn it off." And if you do that, you get an achievement that you never see because you turn the game off. <laughs> um and and uh, there's like there's kind of a um like a like an eastern philosophy that I could see coming out of like, what's the point of playing, you know, Ratchet and Clank, a game that has a, an ending as compared to playing, you know, I Am Bread? Functionally, you're doing the same things, um, but one is making you, I guess, more actively question your choices. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Well, also, there, and also there's the idea of just the concept of you're playing a piece of bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the absurdism yeah. is just wonderful. Yeah, the absolute absurdism. I actually, honestly, like reading the synopsis of this, the plot on Wikipedia, this would make a really good animated film. Absolutely, this would be great. <laughs> just like give the give the bread a voice or something like that, and like all the bread is just like driving this guy slowly insane as he's freaking out and thinking that it's sentient within his apartment. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of Toy Story. Yeah, like the bread is only sentient when he's not around. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. I would. I, honestly, you could probably shoot that um, uh, practically. You know what I mean? Just a a, a yeah. real life short film in your own house. You could a hundred percent do that and have it like feel like something. Because <laughs> uh, well, we do have the, we do have the seventy two hour film festival coming up. There's our premise for the film. Then there you go. Actually, it's not a, not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> we are bread. <laughs> um, is there is there an element of so okay, so in video games you play as a main character and normally that main character is somebody that you are in some way putting your own uh self onto, right? Um yeah. and and part of how, you know, video games are critiqued is how much you are able to relate with your main character when your main character is has like no features. Like there's no face on this bread. There's no yeah. it's it's not like voiced it's it, yeah, but it's there's no tiny hands or feet or anything like that. You're just you're a piece of bread. But you you anthropomorphize yourself into the bread so much, mm -hmm. Be, and and it's right in the title. Like the title feels like a thesis of like, I am bread. Is it just the function of the game and the gameplay? It is the thesis of the game. It, yeah, in that like you could spend a long time thinking about that. I feel like. Yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised if there wasn't, like, a, a philosophy report based around this somehow. <laughs> it it feels like, um, what was the religion that came out of Big Lebowski? Dudism? Uh, I think it was Dudism? It, Let me check that real it, quick. It's something, it's something along those lines. But that, that idea of, like, the, the critiques around the movie at the time was, well, the movie's not about anything and nothing happens. And the point of the movie is it's not about anything and nothing happens. 
Yeah, dudeism. Yeah. yeah, inspired by the dude. <laughs> and it's like the the idea is why do you need things to function in a certain way and why does breaking those things hurt you so bad because if you can't just play as a piece of bread, why are you playing any video game at all? True. Like, true, like and true. I'm not trying to sound like fake deep or anything, but that's the question that the game is begging. Yeah, I mean, the game is you are taking on the role of a slice of bread trying to turn yourself into toast. Yeah. But it also begs the question, why are you trying to turn yourself into toast if you're a sentient piece of bread and you don't even know if you're going to be eaten? Yeah. Yeah. Also, is it the same slice of bread? Right. It, like, is it? Are these all different slices? Are these? Are I know this sounds like you're getting into really like existential crisis right now, but, but it like, kind of is though. That's the thing. We have to kind of address this. Well, oh, and and let let's uh, the meta aspect of is it the same slice of bread when you restart a level? The like Star Trek uh, teleporter physics of restarting levels. Are you actually the same bread, or are you just the the next bread? Oh yeah, yeah. If you go into the teleport, the the transporter, it re it reconstitutes your your atoms. It's like, well, you're not really you. You're a copy of you. Yeah, exactly. The real you died a while ago. Yeah, your first transporter. <laughs> that's when you died. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's got elements of like the ship of Theseus or Theseus, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Is it the actual ship if it's a copy of the ship? Right. Yeah. Is it is it actually the bread or is it you playing the bread? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you ever played Octodad? Oh god, yes. I love Octodad. <laughs> that's like that is the king of these frustrating physics games. Yeah, that's a game that will very much piss you off. I mean, it's it's I remember watching uh, back when Red Letter Media had their their uh Twitch channel previously recorded which now is defunct. Jack Packard and Rich Evans used to do it. They did a run of Octodad, and Jay was there, and they tried to get him to play it. He could not grasp the controls to save his life. <laughs> but then neither could Jack or, or Rich. <laughs> so, the game is actively, like, frustrating to play because you're an octopus. Yeah. You know, impersonating a human because you don't want to get eaten by a sushi chef. And, and the gameplay is built around the fact that you don't have a spine. <laughs> yeah, it's built around the fact that you can fit into tight spaces. <laughs> <laughs> there there was another game i can't remember what it was called it was on the switch store but um it's 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 probably like the dead uh the dark souls of these kinds of games where uh you have to play two player and mm -hmm. the the two player game controls one person one person controls inhaling the other person controls exhaling one person controls the left arm the other person controls the right arm the opposite person controls the right foot, and the opposite person controls the left foot. Oh God! And you have to blink. <laughs> so, so you the you have to coordinate with another person, making this character functional, um, at blinking and breathing, and all these all these things, which never stop. Like that's a constant part of the game. And after level one, which is getting ready for the day, like getting dressed and brushing your teeth and stuff, um, level two is drive a car. <laughs> and that's just, you, you just drive a car. There's like no real goal. Just drive the car. Well, the, so the, the, the backstory of the game is your character died and death is giving you a second chance. But if you die while you're dead with death, you like perma die. 
So you have to keep your character alive enough. And so you have like the Grim Reaper following you around the whole time. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's one of those like friendship ending games because it, it takes 30 minutes to brush your fucking teeth. <laughs> I really need to play this now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is. I'm going to keep looking while we're talking. But um, it, yeah, it was just it, it, it was too hard. Well, I, I have no doubt. Like, you have two people controlling the same individuals. Like, I, I have no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, it's... it it's The game is... I Am Bread is actively frustrating, but there's a charm to it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's very, very cute. Like, there's nothing, like, graphic or offensive in it at all. It's... it's you're just, you know, whittle your way across the room, get to the toaster or the TV or the lawnmower or whatever it is that's going to light you up and turn you into toast. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's there I wish that there was more to say with regards to the actual game, but that's basically it. Basically there's other challenge modes. There's like free roaming, there's time trials. You you can go back and try to improve your score by making it to your objective faster or getting to uh uh getting to your lo- your destination without uh being in any way uh damaged or have like any kind of crud show up on your body or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But it, it it's more like for you know you know uh, your own uh, your own pride of like yeah I 100 percent of the game I don't do that anymore right <laughs> I don't have the time for it but you can if you want to oh it was Manual Samuel is the name of the game <laughs> Manual Samuel because you have to manually do everything that he does oh god and and it yeah um very very frustrating stuff but yeah I the I think the the gameplay itself is so simple uh in i am bread that it it begs the larger questions outside of itself um and i i think it's like its simplicity is what makes it really great Mm -hmm. yeah it's simple this is this is one of those games where you could just pick it up play for about like half an hour and be like okay i'm done yeah you know like games like that don't happen these days anymore everything has to be like an investment yeah there's very rarely like games where you're just like pick up, play for an hour, maybe maybe not even that like 45 minutes and you're done. Yeah. Now it's like everything has to be like every, so many studios think, "Oh, I got to be like Skyrim where it's like 300 hours." <laughs> Dude, I don't have the fucking time. Or it's a movie and like you don't want to yeah. stop playing the game cuz you need to know how the story ends. Yeah, looking at you, Naughty Dog. <laughs> yeah, but uh there, there is a, some games like this that do exist. Like all of these kind of like simulator type games are like short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. There's another game that I really like. Um, my favorite game from last year called Bullets Per Minute. Yeah. That I've mentioned before. It's very good. It's each run through the game is about 45 minutes with each character, and that's it. Like you can just pick it up, blast through one round, and you're done. You don't have to play anymore. Just one round, you're finished. Yeah. But yeah, just simple little games like this that just crop up every now and again. It's they are something to be cherished. You know, frustrating though they may be, <laughs> I, they are a nice break from the the monotony of, like, the Grand Theft Autos. Oh, Not yeah. Not to say that I don't like the Grand Theft Autos, but they are a huge investment of time. <laughs> We've got four more years till the next Grand Theft Auto, by the way. Four? What the fuck? 2025 is their, like, current release date for Grand Theft Auto Six. Which, like, I'm sure it's going to be a... If it's anywhere near as impressive as 5 was, then they're just going to break everything again. 
which yeah, you know, good for them. Worth the wait, <laughs> worth the wait. It's worth. I mean, they're still milking GTA Five for all they've got. Oh man, that thing's a money cow. Are you kidding me? God, yeah. Some some capitalist fuck just said, "Hey, let's make a multiplayer and build in microtransactions." Perfect. Great. <laughs> then they were like, "Oh, this game just keeps making money. Let's never stop." Jesus Christ. Do you think um, Untitled Goose Game would f- fit into this family of games? Um, it's it's not as difficult to control, but it is equally frustrating in its gameplay. It is frustrating, but it's not like you're you're not in control of the game. Yeah. This, the game isn't actively fighting against you. The game's just hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more. That's more just like a. That's more like Dark Souls difficulty. It's not the game is frustrating. It's just hard. Right. You know. Just get good. Yeah. Just get good, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even think I would put that onto this show because it's like it's very simple. It's basic. It's like, hey, you're just a goose, just tr- just fucking with people. It's not really that weird. So. No. Yeah. The the, the the absurdism isn't there. It's it's really just like. Geese are little mischief makers, aren't they? And that's the end of the thought. And it's a great game. Um, mm. They put out a two-player mode recently, and that's really fun. Uh, they have a whole new list of like uh, things you can do two-player. And mm-hmm. uh, Jesse and I went through and played uh, those. You just you play as uh, a goose with an orange beak and a goose with a yellow beak, and and you can fuck with that kid twice as much now. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, man. Well, I don't really have much else to say. This is kind of a short episode because the game is so basic and so simple. Yeah, short and sweet, but hell of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very straightforward. It's it's readily available. I played it on PS4. Um, it's on Steam. It's basically everywhere yeah. at this point. It's not you expensive know. either. No, I got mine for like 10 bucks, yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's cheap as dirt, yeah. But it's definitely one I'd recommend if you can put up with the frustration of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as as far as these kinds of games go, um, co-op and getting over it are way more frustrating. Um, yeah. You'll, you'll get used to I Am Bread eventually. Yeah. I Am Bread, there's a, like, there's a learning curve, but it's not like impossible. Getting over it, you will want to throw your laptop across the room, <laughs> which is why I gave up. I never actually finished the game. I made it about halfway through, and I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. Fuck this. Did you look up videos to see the end of the game? I just watched a video to get to the end of the game. Nice. I was just like, I can't do this. I know what I have to do, but I physically just cannot do it, so fuck it. <laughs> I know what I have to do. I just don't know if I have the strength. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd recommend this and the other games from uh, this studio, the uh, the simulator games, Surgeon Simulator is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Those are just absurd in every single way. Oh, yeah. Um, the, I think the most absurd one is Deer Simulator. Have you ever played that? No, I've never played that. What's up? Um, so Deer Simulator is like Goat Simulator if uh, you like emptied a kid's toy chest into the game and you play as a deer that can walk on two legs and shoot guns with his antlers. And uh, you can Megazord a bunch of different animals together <laughs> into... <laughs> I, 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 I can't do it justice. Just look up videos of Deer Simulator. Um, actually, watch the donkey video on Deer Simulator and you will piss yourself laughing. It is... It, it like it, Immediately as soon as I saw that video, I downloaded the game and it is as absurd as it looks. 
I'm adding that to my playlist. There, there's <laughs> just, a giant, like, 60-story tall koala that clings to the side of a skyscraper that, if it sees you, shoots lasers at you. <laughs> oh, God. It, it, it is yeah. absurdism on high. I'm all for that. I mean, absurdism is where these kind of games kind of fit. Yeah. Like, you couldn't do this kind of gameplay style with something like Skyrim. No. This... This only works with absurdist games. Can you imagine how frustrating Uncharted would be if it you had to like operate his different limbs? Oh Jesus Christ! The game would have like never even been finished. No. <laughs> Everyone would have given up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, games like that require solid controls where you're always in control all the time. Yeah. Whereas something like this, where the where the fun of it is the absurdity of the fact that you're not in control all the time, that's the joy of it. And I say joy with quotation marks. <laughs> I, I really love that um, Like tight controls is something that is constantly being worked on in video games, um, specifically for like platformers and shooters and stuff. You want it to be responsive and fluid, and you want to be able to do the most you can within a game. And I really yeah. love that games like this kind of laugh in the face of that idea, and they say, no, we're just going to go the whole opposite way and make it more frustrating and more clunky and worse to play because that's going to be its own challenge in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's so much more fun when it's out of your control. <laughs> also, my controller developed Drift while I was playing this game, and let me tell you, oh, no. the last level with Drift of I Am Bread might as well be Dark Souls. Oh, Jesus Christ. You're just constantly like moving in one direction. You can't stop yeah. it. <laughs> yep. Oh shit, that sucks. Oh, God. Well, that's all I've got for today. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this was a fun one. Fun little short sweet game. I'm probably gonna go back and play some of the stuff with the other other types of bread. I haven't played the bagel yet, so uh, <laughs> give that one a shot. The the, the bagel racing's really fun. Um I didn't I didn't do the baguette one. I did the cracker though. I, I liked the idea behind the cracker, uh I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to find the cheese around the around the kitchen and all that right, stuff. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Very, very clever, very creative. Yeah. Even if sometimes you want to throw your controller across the room. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what our next game is going to be, but we'll, uh, we'll have some time to think about it. That's the fun of the show. Yeah. We don't know what's coming next. Uh, so, Seth, where can people find you on the internet? You can check me out at Seth X Decker on most social media. Uh, I also host the Film Rescue Show, where we take movies and pitch hypothetical different versions of them. Uh, we're currently on a break for that one while I'm doing a series based around the Loki show on Disney+, Plus, which you can check out on YouTube. Excellent, excellent. And uh, the other shows we have from Montrose Media are Palette Cleanser, where we discuss good films. That's Aaron's show. Uh, we also have Split the Difference, where we compare orig- uh, original films and their remakes. And we're discussing one of those films, or two of those films, uh, in a couple of hours, actually, from now. <laughs> we're discussing the Mulan films, and not the Disney ones, because we don't care. <laughs> Disney don't deserve that promotion. <clears throat> no, there's ten. Uh, there's like ten Mulan movies. We're comparing two of them. It's We don't need to discuss the Disney ones. They exist. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to find me, find me on Twitter, at HardcoreBShot. And with that, good night. Bye.